Alright everybody, welcome back to The Last Stop. We have a very special episode for you guys today. We have my guys Levi, Hunter, Larry, and Cornell joining us. They're going to recap their trips over at SummerSlam, their SummerSlam weekend experience, uh, NXT. I'm going to break down SummerSlam. We're going to talk about what happened on Monday Night Raw. And we're also going to get into everything that we see happening in the future, especially with the King of the Ring just being announced. I hope you guys are excited. Now let's get into the episode. Yo, 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 what's good? It's your boy Cody Dre, one-third of the Black Announce Table. You already know what it is. Yo, it's your boy Scott Hotleaf, a.k.a. Uchi Wally Zerbiak, the second third of the Black Announce Table. And it's your girl, Amisuku, a.k.a. La Idola. Act like you already know. The third third of the Black Announce Table. You're listening to the fucking Last Stop Podcast. Word to many dislike, gave the government out. Also, shout out to the Black Announce Table each and every Saturday on every platform available. Go mess with that. Yiddy! Five hey. episodes away from 100. Baby! Hey! Alright, and here to introduce who we have today, we're going to start off by saying what's up to our guy, uh, Cornell. What it do, baby? Man, I remember last time I was on a podcast, you know, people got mad and stuff. But this one seems like a lot, a lot nicer. You guys seem like real friends. Anyways, hi. Oh no, we're gonna yell at you later. We just wanted to start off with kindness and work our way up there. <laughs> well, that's so sweet, sweet <laughs> And then we have uh, our other man's Hunter, all the way from Arkansas or some shit like that. I don't know. He's. Uh... Why you gotta go and do me like this? <laughs> <laughs> we also have Larry in the building, who was also in Toronto with Cornell. Yo, what's good? And oh, um, stopping by the last stop. So I guess it's the last stop. And you, you're probably wondering like why Larry had a delay in his reaction. It was because he was too busy talking to one of his girls on the side. So yo, whoa, <laughs> let's relax here. He's lying, ladies on people. Yeah, that's what he says all the time. That's how he gets them. And then we're gonna round this off with uh, our other guy, the young boy Levi. What's good? Very energetic, you know, that young energy. We love to see it. But uh, let's get into it, guys. So <laughs> so SummerSlam weekend just passed. About a week ago it started. And uh, Cornell and Larry were over there. How was the uh, how was the sick side over there, guys? Man, it was fun. Uh, my first, it was actually my first time ever being in Canada. Um, I've always wanted to go to like Toronto and stuff. So it was like something on like my life bucket list that I've always wanted to do. Um, so it was a cool city, man. I loved and Larry can attest to this too. Like the diversity there was incredible. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know Toronto is one of the highest, uh, it has one of the highest populations of West Indian people and Caravana just ended once you guys got there. So did you see any of that, uh, influence over there? Yes, yes, yes. There was a lot. Uh, met a lot of people from Trinidad and stuff. Um, like you said, it's man, it's it's beautiful out there. It's I think for me personally, it felt like home away from home because it was just very you know diverse. It was beautiful, like the clean air. Really, honestly, clean air. I I can tell you clean air, but yeah, the 
uh, a lot of people from Trinidad, from Jamaica, you know, from from the West Indies, a lot of people from uh, the Caribbean and stuff there. So uh, it's really nice. I think everybody should visit. Now, the, so SummerSlam is a big event. Did you guys notice like a was it like SummerSlam centric, like everything was surrounding SummerSlam or was there like other things to do even if you weren't there for wrestling? Uh, actually, there. It seems like there was some stuff to do because you know you still had the you know Raptors hangover from the championship. So the energy, like the energy in the city, was there. It was cool, um, but it was definitely summer sham centric. It was like a lot of stuff was every like everywhere you looked, there was a wrestling poster or a wrestling uh, promotional stuff left and right. Mm-hmm. Um, we had like even the Foot Locker. We went to Foot Locker Canada. It looked like a WWE shop. You know they had like custom gear, like special gear. Um, the shoes, like the special dishes for Kofi, the special dishes for Brett, um, the special shop line jackets. Larry got the Roman one. Um, so you know, it was cool, you know. And Josiah got like the Undisputed Era one. Like it was, uh, it's cool. It's like it's one of the things where it's like you kind of feel like it's WrestleMania in a way because of just how much is going on in the city. And Toronto seems like, in my opinion, it's it's kind of it kind of moves like a diet New York in a way. Yeah. So it just seems like a lot of like a lot of populated, like a lot of people everywhere so it's like heavy populated and they walk everywhere mm-hmm. so it's kind of cool all right what about you larry how how are you feeling the vibes over there uh i thought it was pretty nice i mean a lot of stuff was centered you know around SummerSlam weekend you know being there but you could kind of tell that it was just like life it was like an everyday like thing there like, you had the people who were there for SummerSlam who were centered around it, but then you had the people who were really still living off the their winning their NBA Finals championship. Like Cornell said, like, almost every little kid, even adults, walking around with NBA Finals hats, shirts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like we said, we went to the to the Foot Locker, their, uh, Foot Locker Canada, and you walk in and it's pretty much turned into a WWE superstore like, almost, like, just for, like, for people who love, you know, WWE, so, but, I mean, I'm pretty sure there was other stuff to really do, I didn't get the opportunity to go all out and, you know, go see what every, like, what they have to offer, but, uh, yeah, man, it was, it was just, it was great, it was, like, a great atmosphere, like, you have both sides of the spectrum there, and stuff, you can be your normal self away from wrestling, and then you can be that wrestling fanatic and fan if you wanted to. Yeah. Now, Hunter, what about you? How did Arkansas feel knowing that uh, you weren't in Toronto? (laughs) 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 No, but um, so while in Toronto, I don't know if if the listeners have been following up, but if you haven't, you should go back and look. Cornell has been challenging Kofi Kingston, the current WWE champion, to a game of Madden. That Kofi has been ducking for several weeks now. Kofi, did, I mean Cornell, did you make any progress in that? So, uh, so I'll, I'll tell the people about the stuff with Kofi. Um, first and foremost, it's, all, it's always fun in games. Kofi's like a big brother, you know. It's always love. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, he gets on up, up, down, down, and he parades around like he's really good at Madden. When we, all, I know he's not. Like, like honestly, Seth, AJ. Usos, Joe, Miz, they don't they're not good at Madden. Like they're all bad video game players, in my opinion. And none of them see me. Yeah. But the difference is with Kofi is that like Kofi knows 
that like that little ego and that little image that they have of him, it shatters when he runs into me. So, uh, what's what happened was before we got to Toronto, uh, me and Kofi started going back and forth online because Josiah uh, commented on one of Kofi's pictures, I mean videos, when he beat Xavier, who doesn't play Madden by the way, by a field goal. And he celebrated like he won the like he won the, the Super Bowl. So <laughs> Josiah was like, "Are you going to play Cornell? That's a matchup we all want to see." So Tom Phillips and a lot of other people from WWE chimed in. And you know, Kofi wants you know want to put on the show. It's like who, 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 <laughs> you know, all that extra stuff. <laughs> so after you know going back and forth with this man for so long that we could have played for about five thousand different batting games. Um, me and Josiah, we I told her I was like, "Yo, when we go to Toronto." We're gonna look for Kofi Kingston. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna hunt the Kofi. Yeah. And um, so when we were in Toronto, I saw it. So I saw him like the the first like two hours after we was there. <laughs> I saw him. and He was walking with his family. You know, I kind of jumped out on him and stuff like that. It was kind of I was like, ah, it's not a good look. Um, but then you know, then I talked to E and talked to everybody, and they just told me, and like, y'all don't believe me. This is the fact that Kofi Kingston's legit scared to play me. Yeah, in, he's, not trying to, he's not trying to look bad, especially especially knowing that the, his role in the in Up Up Down Down is the Madden champion. It, it'd be terrible to see their champion just get destroyed by Cornell. Cornell, <laughs> if you guys don't know, when when we first started getting cool with him and he first started playing against like my guys like Lewis and Kenny, they used to think that Cornell, when he worked at EA, was getting cheat codes and hints <laughs> to be better at Madden. That's the little thing that they would tell me every time they would lose to him and be like, yo, you're just setting me up to lose to this guy. You got to stop telling him to play us. So that's a little insight on, on Cornell's skill. And Kenny and Lewis, they're no, you know, spring chicken. They're pretty, they're pretty good. But that's, that's just to show the kind of guy uh, uh, Cornell was. I don't know about Kenny being pretty good, but you know. <laughs> did, wait, did you play? Did you play him in the, in the new we'll, one? We'll save oh, that yeah. discussion for another day. <laughs> right now, we're talking about some other things, but we'll save that discussion for another day. Maybe I'll call in. Depending on if the money's right, I'll call in. You know, we'll see what's going on there. We'll get that. Wait on your goodbye. I think the main thing about up, up, down, down is this: it's like you know. So I come from, you know, I've been a competitive gamer, you know, all my life. Like I used to play, you know, NBA Two K. Tournaments like the Virgin Mobile tournament, they used to have a million dollars and five hundred thousand. I used to play those things seriously. Move on in advance. I used to play local tournaments and like win money and stuff. Like I used to do it like a. I to, I'm, I'm a real gamer. Um, when I start working at EA, you know, clearly like I don't, this one thing I want people to understand: if somebody works at a video game company, that does not mean they're supposed to be good at every single game that comes out that company. Like I don't think people understand that. Like if I'm not working on the Madden gameplay, I do not know anything about the game. <laughs> So, like, some people think, oh, well, hey, I work in marketing, and then you beat them by 20. Well, you work at EA, you're supposed to win. No! Like, they they don't understand that like, people have jobs and other positions that might not involve gameplay. They, they might be making clothes seven, <laughs> for freaking eight hours a day, and might never even see the game even in action. Uh, but the, so the thing with Kofi was just funny because it's like, I'm competitive to the core, and it's bad for my health, but I don't care. But I just want Kofi to understand you're not going to parade and say that you're good at something when I know I'm better. It's also not but, fun losing to Cornell. So I'm pretty sure that's, that's what he's afraid of. There was one time I beat Co- I beat Cornell. And beating Cornell is like a 1 in 10 chance. Oh, here he goes. Putting over. <laughs> and after I beat him, he, he literally posted and said, 
I'm going to make this the worst video game experience of your life. And that's exactly what happened. I couldn't get any moves on for the last three matches that we did that, that day. And I, I still remember that day. It was very traumatic for me. I'm surprised I made it. But that's the thing, man. I'm I'm super competitive. So the thing about it, mostly we just like, when I play video games, there's a difference. Like when I'm playing with you guys and there's sometimes I lose and whatever, it's fine. But when somebody's talking stuff on the internet, I'm literally going to try to take your head off virtually any way that I can. I want to make you feel like you're the smallest thing on the earth. <laughs> and I'm going to troll you and I'm going to let people know that I whooped you. And that I'm good, and I'm going to show them what I did. I'm going to clown you for consecutive days, on and on. Like you haven't seen Angela Dawkins talk to me anymore. Oh, that that was quickly <laughs> extinguished as soon as it happened. Basically, like he got he got he got clapped up real quick with ease. <laughs> it was a layup. And like think about it. Like for instance, so speaking of Toronto, we're in Toronto. You know, it's me, Larry, and a couple of other friends, and then we get into Uber with Xavier and Josiah. <laughs> And Xavier was putting on a show, wanted to run his mouth and talk <laughs> junk. And then I tell him, like, yo, they got NBA Jam where we're going. He's like, oh, you don't want that. You don't want to see me in Jam. Da, 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 da. And I'm looking at him like, like, watch how you speak on my name. Like, by the you way. Never, like, you're wilding. By the way, I don't mean to cut Cornell off. To the man known as Xavier Austin, whichever you want to be called. I will destroy you in Tekken <laughs> 7. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 no. Why no, Tekken no, 7? Listen, listen, listen. listen. <laughs> because when we, were in, when we were on or in this car ride, right, Cornell and, and him are going back and forth. You know, I'm instigating. I'm playing both sides, hyping up them, them trash talking. Xavier says to me that he would beat me in a fight in fighting games. I said, I'll give you Street Fighter. I said, but Tekken 7 is my world. And he said no, that he would destroy me in Tekken. So, when the day comes, there will be footage of me washing one Xavier Austin Creed in Tekken 7. I just want to put that out there. So, wait, so you're going to be walking around with like a PS3 in your pocket? With the, with the Tekken 7? Like, just waiting for that day? Off, we're not going to be playing on PS3 because Tekken 7 is on PS4. Oh, Thank you very much. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Big ball. I'm not... You know who doesn't play video games <laughs> over there on that side? I just don't play Tekken. I, I, the story, <laughs> the story got a little quiet after the pops and the grandfather. They, they try to reconcile. It wasn't the same no more, you know? But anyway, back to Cornell explaining his... His NBA Jam lifestyle. Yeah, so you guys are in the cab and the uh, Xavier's yeah, talking. Ooh, a cab. Yo, That's yo, so we're in the we're in the oops and Ooh. he's talking like he's talking reckless and like you know how when you're in front of your friends and that one friend shows out in front of the rest of the friends, you're like, yo, why are you wilding? Like, why are you doing this? You know, you can't back it up. So I'm like, all right. So we get there and he's you know being all extra. So then he's like, yo, Jam's open. You want to go? What's up? And I'm like. Okay, you're the, your demise will be televised. Let's get it. <laughs> so he walked, we walk over there. He's like, oh, I can't wait to see what you can do when you leave. When you lose. Or whatever. So then, now we're playing. And then, so we, let's just skip to the nitty gritty. We get to the fourth quarter. It's a minute 35, minute 36 seconds left. Xavier Woods is up by seven points. In NBA Jam, the game should be over. <laughs> yeah. So we get to 53 seconds, and he's only up by four points. 
So then we end up getting 223 seconds. So then, by two points. So then I get the ball with eight seconds left. Down two. You know what I do? DJ drop the spit. You know? Wham. Three point. Bam, bam. Game is over. Oh my God. I've never seen. I've never seen someone who had so much mouth and so much personality and ego be so hurt. <laughs> and I believe, Larry, you have the footage. Oh, uh, I have. I have some of the uh, behind the scenes footage as well as Josaka did, which which made it funnier because at the end of their uh, gaming experience. One Xavier Austin Creed had said that we would never speak of this and nobody will ever know because there was no footage. Meanwhile, there's footage. <laughs> so <laughs> two different camera angles. Yeah, two different camera angles at that. And the footage is actually out there. So if if you don't already follow Cornell Gunter underscore and you will see the footage of one NBA Jam session between the two. So, all right, that's the thing, and man. That's, well, that's the thing. I'm going to cut you off, but that's just the thing. I want people to understand, man. It's it's different that we're just gaming and stuff, and then, you know what I'm saying, I lose, you know what I'm saying, or whatever. Fine, or I win, fine. I only troll people and make them hate me virtue, like, via social media, not, like, want to interact with me ever, and to make them become annoyed with me, mm-hmm. it's when you provoke me. Yeah. Like I'm completely competitive to where if you tweet me and say, "Oh, you want to smoke or whatever," and you make me like I'm scared of you, I will put myself in my room, turn my lights off, sit in front of my TV, <laughs> crisscross apple, and feel like you said you absolute worst thing about my child, and then I will wash you, and then I will troll you on social media until I'm tired of trolling you, and I never get tired of trolling you. So good luck. And a lot That's of good. people duck the That's fade good. after they try to initiate the smoke. Dog, yeah, you can't do that. That makes it worse. That makes it worse, dog. <laughs> if you if if you are man enough, like put it this way. So we had somebody new at the PC that just started, right? Mm-hmm. Came in, da 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 da. All of a sudden, he was talking about video games, and they was like, like real talk. They was like, "Hey, don't talk about video games because Cornell gonna come around." Uh-huh. <laughs> they was like, "Who? Who? No, no, no! I can, I watch him." So Enzo Dawkins, um, Jordan Miles, all of them was like, "Hey, bro, you might want to be quiet. You don't want to do that." talking reckless so all of a sudden I walk in and I'm like yo Cornell I'm like what's up new guy say he can beat you I beat me in what he said 2k mad I said huh <laughs> <laughs> so then I I never saw somebody backpedal so quick I looked at him and I was like alright well what's up like, I'm, not, I'm like yo I got some, some stuff set up over here on the side of the building we can go play right now he was like oh no 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 I want to play together you play the park I was like nah man, I run the park I don't play the park like, like what's up so I think that this man like you can't, you can't, you cannot come for me, pause, and then sit up here and try to backpedal. Hey, hold on, hold on. Hey, yo, Cornell. Hey, fam. Pause. Hey, listen. I'm going to need you to put them two fingers up, right? Act like Oh, this, my bro. God. <laughs> bro, <laughs> don't hit no other buttons. Don't hit start. Don't hit rewind. I'm tired of you, don't don't hit so tired. Hit that pause button, fam, all right? Gotta pause that. And all I'm all I'm saying is, it, it's mighty funny looking at Xavier on Twitter right now. Ignore me. Uh, <laughs> knowing like, that he, he's definitely it? seeing everything. He know he knows. Of course he is. Of course he does. He, he's not going to say anything because once he acknowledges that, like this is the thing. Like when 
So after I beat Kofi, right? One of the representatives that's <clears throat> um, that's one of not Kofi. I'm sorry. When I once I beat Xavier, one of the representatives who's like higher up on the up up down down team, mm-hmm. it comes to me. We're in the arcade, and he's like, you know, he's like, you beat him. I was like, yeah. He's like, man, nobody could beat him. The last time I played him, I almost beat him. Then he did a half court shot, and then um, uh, Xavier won. And then the dude was like, I destroyed, I destroyed the stool and everything. And I was like, that's because y'all are bad. <laughs> Now, like, and then also, like, Kofi and Ian Autumn was reacting to me saying I watched him. It was like, you beat him? I was like, why do y'all think that people are untou- untouchable? If I say I'm going to watch you, you might as well not even play. I'm going to beat you. <laughs> now, this is, the, this is the real question. Is Kofi versus Cornell going to happen? So, I'm trying to get Kofi Kingston. A.K.A. The Runner, A.K.A. Running Man, A.K.A. KFC, A.K.A. Kofi Fierce Cornell. I'm trying to get that matchup to happen in Chicago. Survivor Series weekend, NFC Takeover weekend. I'm trying to get it. If not, I'm trying to. I'm trying to get it to happen in Houston. If not, it gotta happen in Tampa. But it's gonna happen at one of the next big three. Cause end of the at end of the day, I'm pay per view, bro. I am pay per view. <laughs> people, people have to come in. Like, subscribe, pay for me, dude. Because at the end of the day, whoa, I, whoa, I'm a show. Whoa. I'm Corn- a show. Cornell's OnlyFans is going to be him beating people in bro, video games. Whoa, it's, bro. It's, hey, it's been YouTube, announced. YouTube. YouTube. Oh, his YouTube. YouTube. His YouTube is going to be. Like, subscribe. Come on now, guys. Manny. Get your mind I, off the gutter. Yeah, I understand this is your podcast, Manny, but I'm going to need you to put them two fingers up there <laughs> and act like they don't say them two lines on a remote control. The pause and hit that, fam. Shout out to Dawkins for that because that's the, one of the greatest lines in history. All right, you, you handle that. All, right. All I'm gonna say is I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying my hardest to get another grown man to not be scared and actually play me. Speak like I'm so. trying my hardest for Kofi Kingston to man up and say, "Yeah, I'll play you." And in the same weekend, maybe. One Xavier Austin Creed will step up to the plate and play me in Texas Seven. <laughs> well, I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna lie to you, dog. After, after, after this man Hopes got up in NBA Jam, I don't think he gonna want to play nobody from my, from our crew no more, man. Whoa, you hear that, Austin? Prove him wrong. I'm waiting for you. Where yeah, is listen. the Xavier? Oh, that's pretty funny. And after no, and the, so another reason why beating him was so funny was because he tried to clown me in the car. He was like, "Oh, did you see Cornell's social media thing? Yeah, it was just him by himself. He's not getting any any type of engagement from Kofi." Oh. <laughs> I, well, I, I can attest to that. He did indeed. He did indeed go down that road and was trying to clown uh, Cornell while we were in the car, as well as he. That's that's really where me and him became friends for a moment because he was like anybody, you know, basically who can take a dump pause on Cornell, like in referring to like <laughs> trash talking for video games. He was like he's a friend of mine until he said he could beat me in Tekken 7. Then he became my enemy. I, I, I low-key want to buy Tekken 7 and just train for a couple months. And no, you're not a part anyone. of this. You're not a. You're not a part of this. No, I just want to beat you real quick, just to yeah, see. Yeah, it's not gonna happen. 
Listen, man. Is uh, what's the guy with the puma you have, face? You have a see. First off, that's how I know you're not going to beat me. His name is King. There we all go. Right? <laughs> he said, "What the fuck?" I'm about to, I'm about right. to be, I'm about to pick him and whoop your ass. Listen, you have as much chance of beating me in Tekken Seven as you do of beating Cornell and Batty. It's not gonna happen. But you know what? None of y'all can beat me in. What? I beat you. That's I a beat goddamn you. lie, and you hold know on, it. hold I on. You. What? I pinned you before. Okay. <clears throat> Get in the ring. Yeah, after after we're wrapped up here, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to prove that statement correct. Okay. Oh yeah. We're getting oh, off topic sure. here. We're getting off topic here. But yeah, I will say this. Here. I will say this. I will say this. You know, social media has been crazy. It's fun. You know, for me making content just just for fun. You know, all this and that. Yeah. But I do think it's wild that you know the other day that I, you know I came across, and I'm gonna address this myself. That it's just weird that I just came across how some random person I didn't even know had the nerve to say that I got my employment status due to the fact that I was kissing ass or whatever about the WWE on the internet. And, you know, truth be told, I was actually, you know, talking to WWE in 2017. Exactly. So, you know, so, you know stuff like that. But it, it just didn't fall through. I wanted to say EA. So, what ended up happening then is that, you know, I said that EA and I. And I don't like do people think I write like stories or something? Like, dude, I do content creation and social media and analytics stuff and other stuff that I can't talk about right now. I do other stuff. Yeah, I feel like you shouldn't you shouldn't have to explain yourself to to relevant people, people who are looking to get a reaction out of you because this is the type of stuff they want. They want you to go in here and say this stuff. They want you to show like the emotion and stuff. Don't give them that satisfaction. You know, like you know the people who are proud of you. You know the people who know the truth and stuff. So you don't even really got to worry or explain yourself about it. Now, every everyone who who does know Cornell, we we do know you know the the hard work and everything that he's been putting in. It's almost been like I think like three years to the day almost that me and Cornell started becoming cool and stuff like that. And in those three years, we met at an NXT takeover, and now you know to see him at the takeovers working there, it's like a big you know. It's a big deal. So, you know, earlier in the week, there was, like, people hating on Johnny Five for whatever reason that doesn't even matter. It's just, you know, wrestling fans being being wrestling fans and, you know, being annoying sometimes. And then for some reason, someone brings up Cornell's name saying that he's trying to be a show, a corporate show. And the only reason he got his job was because he was, you know, kissing up to, to certain people on the roster and stuff like that. And just to let it be known, that is not the case. You know, he has, like he said moments ago, he's been doing this for years. He he could have had it before and turned it down to to continue on EA. But just because he works somewhere doesn't mean that, you know, he had to do anything and kiss up to anybody to have this position that he has now. So it's great that Cornell was able to make it clear because that there has been a lot of talking, you know, in Cornell's behalf, and he he hasn't really, you know, had his say. So I'm glad you were able to get this out here, Cornell. And if yeah, there's man, anything else you want to say, you can let them know, you know, now. Oh, definitely. No, it's just weird to say, like, you know, just because, you know, the public opinion of one other person, you know, like, J5 is, he's my dog. I have, I don't have any issue with him. He's never disrespected me. He's showed me love, um, you know, I don't have any issues. Like, his own personal opinion is his own personal opinion. You know, that's nothing to do with me. 
the other thing about that is like you know just just people just bringing up my name and saying stuff about me. I, I don't. I think it's like I don't even know you people. Like, but, uh, all I do is go to work, and I'm I don't, I'm not I'm your father. That's all. That's all I am. So you know, it's just weird how people have these. And the thing about like like how, how do you know so much about my life? And I don't even you don't even follow me, so I don't even know you. You know? Yeah. So it's just one of the things where it's like I don't feed into like I. If this was me like a year ago, I'd have been arguing back and forth with somebody. But growing and maturing, like, no, nah, man, it don't bother me. It's just one of the things where it's like, people just crazy. It's so much easier for people to be negative and try to throw salt and hate on somebody versus being positive, uplifting them. And that's the problem. And then people like, like you know, people would rather people would rather tear you down than say, good job, congratulations. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so much easier for them to be negative towards you than to actually be happy for you. But it's that's so weird. that's one of the things where it's like you know, especially with people that are more famous than than we are, in the, in those comment sections whenever they post a picture, it could be like ten thousand people, you know, saying good things. But sometimes it only takes that one negative comment that you could just ignore, but it, it just pops up. So we just want to let let him know that he's you know absolutely wrong, and we won't take kindly to negative energy. It's just. We're we're gonna keep that out of our airways, but uh, yeah, I'm... yeah, absolutely, one thousand. Like, like even my responses to him, I could have been real, I could have been real extra and needy and greedy and all this and that. But for what, you know? I did I it. Totally... I did it for him, and he chose not to reply to me. He knows better. Now, but now I, that that is I one. Just, thing. I just told him I, I wish I wish him I just wish him the best. That's yeah, that's all you can. Do. But now, so. You know, obviously, you were a fan of you know wrestling and everything before you started working there. Have you noticed a difference between before you started working there and after, and how wrong like people are about you know certain people and everything like that? Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I noticed that there's a lot of like misconception and there's just a lot of opinions. Um, but again, like you know, you never. But then again, I can't really say it's wrong. It just. I can say this misconception, you know, people, people post on, so some people post on social media what they want you to see. So mm-hmm. they want you to think a certain way about them. You know, you never really, like, you never really know somebody until you know them, you know? So like, if you only see somebody on a Monday or, or a Tuesday night and you only see them on social media, like five or six hours collectively for a week, yeah. you're only going to get that part of them. You know, exactly. there's some people, there's some people who are great. But again, if somebody's but if somebody says something a certain way that makes you feel a certain way, I can't say that you're wrong for feeling that way. It just that's just how you feel. But yeah. everything is not what it seems. Put it that way. Yeah, I'm I'm just glad you took the high road. You know, people like Larry and myself, we're we're you know we're the foot soldiers. We don't necessarily have to you know take that road. But I'm glad we didn't say anything else as opposed to what we said, which wasn't even you know. That bad, I would say. Nah, man. It's just one of the things where, you know, for me, man, you know, I'm a dad now, dude. So, like, yeah. speaking of my son, just started a game of Madden online. Um, You know, I'm a dad <laughs> now, dude. So, it's like, I'm not even, like, entertaining stuff. is just different, you know? I, like, I, I all the, all the, all the nonsense. <laughs> but it, it's just one of the things where it's like, you know, I'm happy with my career. I love my job. And. I got a son, so I'm not going to put myself in any sort of position to where that becomes into play or becomes into jeopardy because I want to get mad at somebody who I never see in my life who lives in wherever has something to say about me. That I, and I don't even know who you are, so no. Yeah. I'll do it. 
Well, I'm glad I'm glad we were able to to get this out there and have this conversation. Of um, course. In time. Now, now, you know, we cannot allow you to incriminate yourself. So we're <laughs> gonna continue this show. Uh we'll send you out of here. If there's anything else you wanna say, I know you can uh you can plug up the WWE PC and everything like that. So if there's any uh, plugs you want to do before we uh, send you on your way. Yeah. Um, you know, just subscribe to the WWE PC YouTube account. Uh, also on social medias, uh, you know, at WWE PC, uh, you know, uh, Josiah Williams as well. JD Williams on Twitter and IG and all that. But also, you know, Russell Flo. Um, as well, um, but also the last stop, man. Listen to every episode and subscribe and rate and like, leave reviews and give Manny more more of your attention so he can do more episodes. That's a fact. I appreciate that. Now, Cornell, we'll let you get to your your game of Madden. We're gonna yep. sit here and uh, you know talk some of the business. Yeah. So we'll, have fun. You here? Yeah, yeah. We'll we'll get online after after we're over with this one. Ooh, yay. <laughs> Ooh, I, I got a pick. Ha ha. I'm leaving with a pick. Ha ha. Drop you on your head when I see you in that ring. You just be ready. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I'll holler at y'all. All right, yo. Sorry. All right. And we're back from that little break. We just had to, you know, make sure that uh, Cornell was, still wasn't here for this. We're going to get into some, to some recaps and reactions to SummerSlam and NXT now. Uh, I guess we'll start off with NXT since it, since it did happen first. Um, Hunter, overall, what did you? Uh, we'll we'll break down the matches, but before, what was your overall opinion on uh, the NXT show that just happened in uh, Toronto? It was fire. There's a lot of good action. Now, from the start, do what? Now, where would where would you rank this if you had to on uh? The top NXT shows. Mm, I probably put it in top five. Top five all time. Mm-hmm. What about you, Levi? Where are you? Where are you ranking this one? Uh, I'll say top uh, between in between five and ten for me, um, because of the main event. Because that was that was a, probably like just like main event wise, that was a top five match for me. Right. For takeover wise. Now, what about you, Larry? You were there in person. What was the uh, what was the energy like for that one? Oh, oh man, it was electric. Uh, I'm not just saying that neither. Um, this being my third, no, my fourth takeover, and I will say that the energy here was up there with Takeover New York from Mania Weekend. Oh, that was that was a crazy one. And it was, uh, I would say it was up there with Rumble Weekend, too. So, uh, man, it was crazy. Um, there wasn't a bad match, to be honest. Everything was top to bottom was great. So the energy in there was, was amazing. I would say it's definitely, I'll probably have to put it in my top five takeovers. Oh, really? There was a lot of good moments, and I want to hear what you thought was the best. But first, I want to tell you about these great new hamburgers that I just fed my family from Omaha State. <laughs> the first, the first plug of many for the last stop. Now, uh, let's let's start off with the uh, the first match that happened. 
I believe it was. Was it the? Damn, was it the Candace? It was, uh, no, it was the. NXT it wasn't tag Titan? championships. Yeah. All right. They started off with the NXT tag championships. All right. What did you guys? Uh, what did you guys think of that match? It was the Street Profits versus the two members of the Undisputed Era, Bobby Fish and uh, O'Reilly. So Undisputed Era right now. It's reminding me a lot. Not really a lot, but a little bit of Nexus. Not in the way that they're taking over the show, but just the fact of how dominant they're trying to prove and set out to be. I'm going to be honest with you. Nexus wasn't really dominant until they got to the main roster, and even then they weren't that dominant. So they, I don't They could have been. Comparison. They could have been, but the yeah. ball was they, dropped. They, they should have they, they been. I don't think that's a fair comparison because that would be pretty much undermining Undisputed Era and the talent that they have and the capability and the capacity of what they can it will do. Are they an all-time great stable? Would you Would you guys say that? We have to wait till they get to the main roster. All right. Honestly, though, um, in my opinion, if they get to the main roster, the only way it's going to work is if they get matched with another great unit. Like, let's say, um, time passes, and um, yeah, OC, and they let like Finn join OC. After um, Finn comes back, mm-hmm. like that'll be that'll be some fire matches between that them and them. Um, trying to think of who else would be a great. I, I to be honest, I want to see more of the um, damn. What were those two big guys called from NXT? Not AOP. not the War Raiders. The AOP. yeah, AOP. What kind of, happened to them? I haven't seen them since um, they broke up with um, Ellering. I believe one of them got injured, oh. so they're probably. It's they should be back soon because that injury happened a while ago. It was probably almost a year ago. But I kind of want to see a Hoss match with AOP and Viking, the Viking experience, or I don't <laughs> even remember what they're called now. They're called the Viking Raiders. Viking Raiders. Their finisher is now the Viking Experience. But um, Street Profits versus Undisputed Era. We're if you guys had to, you know, give it a star rating, what are you guys giving it? Four. In person, a four. I don't know how it came across on TV. How? Yeah, and on TV, I would say it, it was a it was a good match to start off the night. Dawkins getting a getting the hot tag that was really that was different because you know you didn't really see that in any of the matches they had before. So that was that was a little you know different feeling. Um, moving on to the next match, we had Io Shirai, aka Larry's uh, Future Bay, and uh, Candice LeRae. <laughs> we had uh, Candice LeRae, and they were in a singles match. That match went about like fifteen minutes or so. Uh, what was your guys' thoughts on that one? Shirai's being showcased yeah. really strong right now, and it's working out for her to the point where I think she's the next um, woman to get the women's title. From Shayna. Oh, you think they put uh, EO versus Shayna, or you think Shayna's going to drop it before going up? Um, no, I think they'll do EO versus Shayna. Hmm. What do you guys think about uh, heel or bad girl EO? Does that work? You think it's working better than uh, than what she was before? Oh, for sure. For sure. She so did. Um, what happened? A hundred times better. Oh, yeah, yeah. She did a 
when when I was at what was that NXT twenty five when she turned heel, that was the the pop in the building was insane. Especially when she hit that move off the uh, off the top onto the chair, that shit was crazy. What do you think of the uh, of the finish of Candice passing out to that submission? What do you, you, I think I think it's good. I think it's kind of like how they did with Bianca uh, at one point, where you keep her strong and like showing like, hey, we're gonna push her at some point. Like she's gonna be more than you know um, Johnny's wife. Like we yeah. don't want her to tap, so therefore she passes. Mm-hmm. She can hold her own and um, so. so. Which which is important because I'm glad they're not because in the beginning it seemed that way that they were just gonna make it like oh she's just you know married to Johnny Gargano and she's always with him but now it's I feel like to me she she's merged into her own person you know like she's not all always with him and everything like that and as much as she was before but you can uh, you know tell that there's a difference between their styles. What do you think uh, goes goes on from here? You think they they continue to feud? What do you? I don't think that one match is gonna like. Hey, that's the end of the feud because it goes back to Candice helping EO and EO and Candice, you know, being together. To EO feeling like, I if I'm gonna get this done, I need to do it by myself. She's not in Japan anymore. She doesn't have Queen's Quest anymore. Like it's all her. Kyrie's up on the main roster. It's her time to really shine. So. If you want to showcase your women on your roster and you want to showcase what they can do, then you let them go for at least one uh, or two more matches mm-hmm. and stuff. And you give them the opportunity to say, hey, we're just as much of a big time player as the other people that you want to that you want to push so bad. Right. So. And, w- and with that, um, you think they're going to have like a no holds barter, you know, match like that? Uh, Last Woman Standing would be fire. I'm going to be Ooh, honest. I don't really see the necessary need uh, for them to have a no hold bar because the match that they just had was a straight-up match. So, What about a, a Last Woman Standing, like uh, Levi said? Uh, I can't, I, It's possible. I don't really see it happening again. It would be way later in the feud. Yeah, I think that if it gets to maybe a third or fourth match, yeah. yeah, but a second match, no, because you're going to possibly have at some point Candice targeting EO backstage or running in into a match or mm-hmm. them saying something, and I see Candice possibly, you know, uh, using a kendo stick or using a chair or using, you know, something to stop EO and EO, you know... I don't know. So it, it all depends. But it can go either way. Right. I do want to see a, a, a long women's feud on NXT. That's something that doesn't really happen often. So that'd be like a breath of fresh air. You think they do a double turn? Um, nah, I don't think this soon. Because EO just turned. And then... I mean, later on, like if, it, if it goes pretty well. Oh, late, yeah. They do a double turn in the end. I don't, I don't see them turning EO anytime soon. Well, yeah, and I got to think about Candice because of Johnny. And I think they want their characters to run parallel. But a double turn would be interesting. Had they not turned 
EO heel first. Maybe that would have been in the cards. But I do like that idea. And then we had the triple threat for the uh, North American uh, Championship with Velveteen Dream versus Pete Dunne and Roderick Strong. What do you guys guys get from this one? Solid. Um, I feel like they're going to make Roderick the next North American champ, though, because of Undisputed Era. Just to like showcase how like the dominance thing again. I was gonna ask, uh, what do you what do you guys think about Roger Strong if he leaves the Undisputed Era? Because he's been with them for a good. I don't know. Has it been more than over it was a year? The takeover before Mania Thirty Four. Yeah, so over a year, and he hasn't really won big with them. If you if you think about it, he lost. In this match, he lost at uh, against um, Matt Riddle. He's been on kind of a, a losing streak. What do you guys think happens with a uh, Roger Strong going forward? I think they're going to put the I think they're going to put the belt on him, not the the North American belt, but um, it's it's going to be with some interference. Like he's not going to straight up win it. It'll, it'll be on some interference. They're going to do an Evolution two point oh thumbs up, thumbs down. Wait, you think he takes over the Undisputed Era, or you think that's how they get him out of the Undisputed Era? I don't know. Let's put it that way. If they don't cough up the whole, uh, the whole, the whole faction, and they just call up Adam Cole, for example, that would be a good way. Mm-hmm. What about you? Cole and send him, send him about. That would that would be a cool way if they want to bring up Adam Cole, that would possibly be the best way to do it. Bringing up, I don't see them bringing him up alone without them. If they move, if one moves, I feel like they all gonna move. Unless vice versa, they want Roderick Strong or one of them to stay in NXT, and they just want like you know the other three. Then I don't know. Yeah, that would be a cool way though. What do you guys think of the the finish of the match? You think uh, Velveteen was the right choice to uh, to win? Yes. I ju- yeah, I just wanted to make sure because I wasn't feeling this was cool to see Pete Dunne again. It's kind of been a while. Um, I haven't been watching NXT UK as religiously as I thought I would. Like I catch it from here and there, and I watch some of the highlights. But it's good to see that that brand is trying to grow without the 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 major stars or the major stars can move in between brands. You know, they're not just stuck regionally. So that's, uh, that's good to see. And then we had Shayna Baszler versus Mia Yim. This happened right before the, the final match, but what do you guys think of this one? Uh, I like how you skip the Matt Riddle, Killian Dane segment. Ooh, thanks for reminding me. I told I, I thought that happened in between, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So Matt Matt Riddle comes out in be, in between the Velveteen Dream uh, after he won, comes out and then calls out Killian Dane, requesting that he catch these hands. So what do you got? This was I believe the second time Matt Riddle's done this. He done this before with uh, Cassius Ono, 
Remember at uh, damn, I forgot yeah. what NXT that was, but Brooklyn, he did. I do believe. Yeah, was it Brooklyn? I do believe. I think, it. No, no, War I, Games. Yeah. It was War Games. Remember, cause I, I there was two ri- there was yeah, two rings. Yeah, War Games. It was before he um. Oh no, went to UK. Yeah. Yeah, War Games. So this is the second time Matt Riddle's done this. I guess he likes to you know request hands whenever he wants, and he's you know on a streak of. Of calling people out. He's called out Goldberg. Called out Jericho saying he'll beat the shit out of him. Which I loved. Because sometimes people don't remember that you can get your ass beat. Doesn't matter, you know, what you say. Because you got to deal with the hands later. And then I believe Booker T too was one of the people. But he said he respected Booker. And that he should watch a couple of his, of his matches. So, what do you guys think of uh, that... That running with Matt Riddle and uh, Killian Dane. You think that feud's going to be a big one going forward? Uh, I think it can be if uh, booked right. Uh, I don't know. I think, like, you have to make Killian strong. Damo's not a is not a bad guy who can't wrestle. He's not a big guy who can't move and do stuff. Like, he really can. So I feel like, you know... They really need to, like, book him strong. They can book Matt Riddle strong still and stuff. Like, I feel like that could really be a, a good feud. Mm-hmm. What about you, uh, Hunter? What what do you what do you want from this feud going forward? Riddle's probably going to beat him in four seconds like he did. Oh, no. Riddle, what? Jesus. Riddle's a badass. This is this is making me want to get off this podcast for what he just said. <laughs> now, now we all know Killian Dane can go. He he's uh yeah, don't, don't disrespect Damo. Yeah, he can go too. I'm not disrespecting him. Just yeah, I know, I but I wasn't expecting story. I wasn't expecting uh, Riddle to beat Odo in four or five seconds. Did that happen? What about uh, you, Levi? What do you what do you want to come out of this uh, this feud? I think this feud can help both. Wrestlers, because it'll it'll keep Riddle strong, but also keeps Killian Dane in a spot where he's not overlooked really. Because Sanity's not really going anywhere, so it'll uh, just help both of them. That's because there is no more Sanity. Yeah, er- Eric yeah. Young, I think he's running backstage. Yeah, he, he's doing the twenty four seven shit. You got uh, Killian Dane in NXT. You have um, damn, what's the uh? The the guy's name is now in NXT UK. Um, Alexander Wolf. Yes, Alexander Wolf now in UK. Put some, res- put some respect on Wolfie's name. Nah, he's good too. I I did like how he kept going in the War Games match after he split his head open. Yeah, put some respect he on real, Wolfie's name. He a real one. And then um, Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. There we go. And Nikki Cross. I think she's current. Well, I know she's currently the. One half of the WWE Women's Champions. Tag Team Champions? Yeah, Tag Team Champions. Come on, man. If you're going to talk about this stuff, man, I need you to have it together. (laughs) I'm I'm just so intimidated in you saying that you were going to leave. I'm like, damn, I don't want to mess up now. But but, uh, the Shayna Baszler match happens after this against Mia Yim. What was your guys' uh, thoughts on this match? I wasn't a fan of this match. I felt like it was rushed. I felt like this feud was rushed. It can grow from where it's at and get better because 
they can build on what they have going. But I do think that that match did not live up to the hype of what people expected. And it really could have been something really special. It wasn't a bad match. It just didn't live up to the hype is all. Um, Larry, do you think that um, they'll keep going with the feud or think this is the end of it? I think that it keeps going, but I think other people get involved down the line. I think we get like a fatal four-way or something like that, uh, like we did before. And uh, I think it'll be something that'll, that people will really enjoy at some point. But right now, in the near future, I don't know if I see Mia Yim getting another singles opportunity, at least with Shayna as champ. Yeah, this match, to me, this match, it didn't help with its placement in the card. You just had that triple threat match, and then you just had, you know, Matt Riddle and and Killian Dane just go at it, knocking out people left and right. So with all of that hype, this match kind of brings you back down, you know? And it was. It I was, think they would have started it. I didn't mean to interrupt you about. Nah. Um, I think they would have started the show with it. It would have done better. Yeah, that's just me. Yeah, that that's the problem. Like this, this was one of those matches where it was slow and more technical base. You weren't getting those big moves that you saw, you know, earlier in the night. So to and then you also have the. I don't know about you, Larry. Maybe you can uh, give some insight on this. But the crowd knowing that. You know, they're about to get uh, fucking Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole in the main event. This is the last match before it. They're saving their energy, you you would say, because that, that did happen mm-hmm. at uh, NXT 25. I think that's what it was. I think what it was was that people were looking forward to this match being something big because of who they were between Shayna and Mia Yim. And I think there was just some spots where it's like, there was some spots where everybody popped and stuff. But I think what they expected, they wanted more so fast paced, more so, you know, other things going on that just didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it just kind of was one of those things where they didn't put as much energy. And it had nothing to do with which match was before or which match was next. It was just, I think, it wasn't that what they expected. So they didn't react the way that you would wanted them to react. Right. And yeah, that's basically how I felt. It was it, it was just it was too different of a of a pace. So and that's what it could have. It's really the pace was slowed. Uh, it wasn't as fast paced as what they wanted it to be, with maybe big spots and you know all these things. So you know, but every that doesn't always need to happen. And I think that I still I think the ladies did a great job. I think they did a great job. I just think that. They with a little bit more time, a little bit more planning and stuff for this match, it it, it would have took off the way that everybody expected it to. Right. Yeah, I, I feel the same. And then Am uh, I in the minority when I say I don't like Shannon Baszler? Uh, I'm gonna be honest with you. In the beginning, I didn't, but looking at Shane, Shane is probably the greatest women's champ in NXT. She's dominant. She can put on good matches. She's not botching. She's not doing things that you don't expect, like that you would expect her to do just being here and stuff. She's a really good champ. She's a really good wrestler. She's She doesn't have to say much on the mic. It's, I come in, she backs I'm going you out, I'll beat you up, and, I, and I'm gone. And she shows it. She proves it. And I think that she's helping putting over 
these other talents because if you look at it, she's choking out people without making them tap. Mm-hmm. So it makes them look a lot stronger. Or they're getting out of these holes and stuff. So even though she wins, she's helping others like, hey, these ladies are the future, you know. So yeah, um, she, just, she just comes off as like a female Baron Corbin. She just, but Baron's not bad. Baron's been getting better. He's improved. Yeah, he's been getting better. Now, but she's just a bland female. The the problem with 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 me and em, and uh, not Ember but uh, Shayna is that her matches are are too long. For how dominant she can be, you know, like if this match, yeah. they could have cut this match down in like ten minutes, and just put everything, squeezed it all together, and it would have it would have gotten the same, the same result basically. You would have got to the same place, and maybe the fans would have been a, a little more, you know, excited because all of the moves are happening, and then you get the finish. But you know, it's. We're basically, you know, uh, uh, what is it called? Like armchair coaching or whatever. Yeah. So, but I do feel like Shayna, she can be dominant. And she hasn't had that right opponent. No, she did have the right opponent, actually. Because Kyrie Sane brought the best in her, I would say. Those were some of the best matches in in NXT women's. I would, I, I don't want to say history, but it's it's up there. You won't find a lot better than the the match they put on at Evolution. But moving forward from that, we now have the main event. Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano in a two out of three falls match. This is their rubber match. You know, they 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 both had their one one going into this, and now they're having a two out of three falls where every fall the rules of the next match change. So, so is a three stages of hell match. Yes, but they just didn't want to call it that. But it was a three stages of hell match. Yeah. For sure. Now, I thought it would have been funny if after the second fall, they would have announced that the last fall is going to be a two out of three falls match. But that didn't happen. What? <laughs> after... <laughs> Man. Hey, man, that made no sense what you just said because you said after the last fall. After the second, no, after the second fall. So they so go in one one. That match would have dragged on for Why? exactly. So what? We're you know trying. What? We're, we're right. doing nothing but All sixty right. minute broadways right. here. All right. So listen, you say something else stupid like that. <laughs> this will be the last thing you hear me on your podcast. <laughs> All right. All right. Let, let's get into it. So. Alright, but uh yeah, so Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano. Um when this match was about to happen, how crazy did the crowd go in person, Larry? Before the match like actually started or before like the last fall? Yeah, so like right after the Shayna Baszler match. Did did the crowd start start wilding out, doing all the Adam Cole no. chants and stuff like no. that? No. So what was it the was the atmosphere like? It was normal. Really? Yeah, I mean, would it, they were not. They nobody was jumping around before the match started because we wanted to wait for the match. Like, it's pointless to waste all your energy getting hyped for the match. You're watching the promo package. You let the promo package play and stuff, and you just sit back and you wait. You don't really get hyped until the music hits. 
Now, one, once will, uh, that match was about to happen at uh, NXT 25, the the whole arena was chanting Adam Cole. People were going insane. And all those people are dweebs. Uh, we call them <laughs> melters. I call them dweebs. Yeah, yeah. They're the, same ones who, uh, they're the same ones who camp out at hotels from 8 a.m. to 8 a.m. the next day waiting to get autographs. They're dweebs. Larry, how well hidden was the cage? It was not hidden well because if you looked up, you saw it. But they did the best job. No, no, I'm not being, I'm not like really, not like a shot. Like if you're on the floor, you've seen it. But if you're not on the floor, you wouldn't have known. You just see like a big black box surrounding something. So you couldn't really tell. But I mean, they did the best job they could uh, with it. I think that it was still, you know, a great thing to hide it. And not show it, so you give off that it is a three stages of hell match. So you know. Did uh, did you pop when uh, you noticed that the cage was filled with uh, foreign objects? Well, I saw the foreign objects on the cage prior to the cage being lowered. So oh. now we're not going to call them foreign; we're going to call them international. Yeah, the international objects. But uh, what do you guys think of the of the match and the uh, the end the result of it? Adam Cole winning. I think that Adam Cole winning was the best option for for them. Um, Johnny didn't need to win. Johnny winning wouldn't have served any type of purpose. Um, and you keep Adam going and strong because if Adam loses, you're not going to have Adam winning back. You know uh, the title because then you're just going to be playing hot like hot potato between them. Right now. Johnny can go and win the North American title, or he can just be, you know, somebody who's around the title and helps, you know. So, uh, I mean, there's a lot. I still think uh, that Adam was the the right choice. Right. What about uh, you, Levi? What do you think? So the match was great. Um, I love – well, the thing is – with two out of three fall matches, like, 90% of the time, it's going to go to three falls. But you knew that with with this match because of the because of the anticipation and with the way how the first fall ended with um, Adam Cole winning by disqualification, which set the tone for the rest of the match. Because, well, what was the um, second fall? I forget the second fall. Was. Street fight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... Because Cole was already hurt. So that allowed Gargano to take advantage of that. But I just didn't like how the finish happened. It was a cool it was a cool spot, but I think like to end the match on that, it just leaves it kind of like shaky and stuff. But I got the feeling that the feud is going to get to a point to where Johnny's going to get like the last chance match that like he had with um, Ciampa. And that's when he's going to win the belt again. Right. And they, almost, they, they, they damn near overshot them tables, huh? Oh, yeah, that is that was one of the craziest parts. The the finish yeah. of the match, they jump off the uh off the top and they miss one table completely and halfway miss that second oh, yeah. table. It's like they broke the other table with the lower part of their hill. Yep. So they, they took that they, landing straight to the uh that was a hard bump, you know? Nah, that was a great match. That was good. 
Johnny Gargano, I'm not really a fan of his, but he never seems to disappoint in big matches. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Johnny Gargano, he knows how to bring out the best in his opponents, especially at a takeover. something about those big match Johns, huh? (laughs) But... Yeah, so that was uh, NXT TakeOver. Now we're going to get into SummerSlam. We're not going to get into every match at SummerSlam because some things didn't escalate into anything worth talking about, to be honest. There was some some moments of greatness. (laughs) What do you guys think of the uh, Goldberg and Dolph Ziggler match? I don't ever want to see Goldberg on my TV again. Trash. (laughs) Horrible. You you didn't no. pop when you when you saw him destroy Dolph no. Ziggler in a minute fifty. I popped when Dolph Ziggler super kicked the dog shit out of him. Oh, that like, was that was that, a crazy oh, yeah. way to start the match. What did he do that three four times and he kicked out at one every time and I got more and more pissed off every time I seen that. Goldberg <laughs> is just horrible for the business of pro wrestling. He doesn't need to do that. Well, Goldberg is the master of the super kick, and if you don't agree, oh. ask Bret Hart. <laughs> We can just go ahead and ask him. And then we had, um, so that happens. And then we have AJ Styles versus Ricochet, which to me was one of the standout matches of the night. It, and, and I do like how he's getting better on the main roster. You know, they're like starting off, he was a little nervous. You could kind of tell. But now he's starting to get in his zone and he's putting on these good matches week in, week out. It's so cool that even when he messed up his little backflip thing that one time, he still managed to make it look cool. Only Will Ospreay are just superhumans. Yep. No pun, no pun intended to superhuman. But the uh, the biggest part of the night, the reason that I, I even want to talk about SummerSlam <laughs> and why I feel like we're speeding through it is because we have time for this one. The Fiend Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor. What are you guys' thoughts on this one? Holy shit. What's up, Hunter? I pop like a, a seven-year-old child. Just watched child play for the first time in his life. It was amazing. Levi, what was, what was your thoughts on, uh, on this one? That was the best rebranding I've seen over Superstar and... I would say the last decade, probably. At yeah, least. Pro right now. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And and I do like how they're keeping it special by not having him on there all the time. He just... He, like, all he wasn't on, on Raw on made. Monday. Two matches already. All I gotta do is kill Fiend versus Demon Balor. Millions. Fiend versus Alistair. Millions. Yeah. There's millions of dollars right there in two matches. You know what? I want to see that. Oh my god, that man's gonna make them for man's pocket. He's already killing it with merch. Are you guys gonna dress up as a fiend for uh, Halloween? What was that? That fiend shirt that they just put out? What today? That's the first one, or was that yesterday? Whichever day. That's the first fiend shirt. Mm -hmm. Minus the Firefly Funhouse ones early on. Yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. Oh well, all right then. (laughs) Manny. No, I thought you were getting. I thought you were getting into it. Um. (laughs) But yeah, so the Fiend debuts, Larry. What was uh, what was it like when you were watching that live? Because I know you were in the uh, in the arena for that one. Hey, so what's what's happening, <clears throat> Manny? 
you're the host of this shit show, this Outlaw Mud Show podcast bullshit. Where you at? Wait, you guys, you, you guys can't hear me? Hello? I think Larry, I think Larry went to go get some food. No, I hear him. I'm just hungry. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wait, 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 Larry. So, what was it like seeing the uh, the Fiend live for that that uh at SummerSlam? You ever felt something crawl up your back in the middle of the night? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's because I lived in the Bronx, and there there was rats that lived in the apartment with us. So you had rats crawling on you. <laughs> no, it was a joke. No, no, not really. Nah. Anyways, it was uh, it was. I think it it was almost as if. You were seeing the Undertaker come through for the first time. You just had like a like that chill that ran up your back, like you know. And it was a, uh, it was. I think it was great. It was amazing. It was it was something special, you know. Um, I think it was great to be a part of his first entrance as the Fiend. Mm-hmm. Um, to hear the theme live, to see the reaction, hear the reactions of the crowd. Um, you know, uh, it was amazing, you right. know, and that so, match was only like three minutes long, but that match was longer than three minutes, but you know, I'll let you cook on. Well, uh, on, uh, on Wikipedia, the official match time was three minutes, 25 the, seconds. The match was, the match literally went about 10 minutes, but I'm gonna let you cook. Um, being that I was there live, but that's the thing I was going to say. It was only three minutes, but it felt like way it longer. Was literally ten minutes, but okay, cook on. You know what? You know what? You know what? You know what? Wait, I'm not including the entrances. No, 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 no. You know what? You're gonna tell me somebody who was there live witness it, and you're going off of Wikipedia. Somebody does something that can be changed. I can go to Wikipedia now and say the match was a second. <laughs> Do you want to bet? I can go to you know what I, I don't appreciate the way that I'm being talked to <laughs> on the podcast. Pulling up the WWE so, network right now, we're gonna get to the bottom of this. We'll carry I'm on. going to go I'll get my food, you know, because I'm hungry and I don't have time to be called a liar. All right, <laughs> wait, all right, Larry. Before you leave, uh, Seth Rollins defeats Brock Lesnar. What do you guys think of that match? I popped because I'm glad that Seth is champ until somebody else takes it from him. Uh, preferably A1, AJ Styles, the big dog, Roman Reigns, Andrade, Cien, Almas, Ricochet, yes. somebody of that. Apollo Crews, I would really pop for Apollo Crews. Um, I'm just saying. Uh, but I think Seth winning is good for business. Uh, Le- well, were you guys surprised? Levi, were you uh, surprised? I was not surprised. Went? I was surprised a little yeah. bit. Wait, you, um, wait, did you say you were not, and then you said you were a little bit? Yes, that's exactly what I said. Is there a problem? No, no, I'm just confirming that that <laughs> is what you said, in fact. Well, Levi, what were your, your thoughts watching this match? Um, match came out better than I thought it would be. There's um, a lot of cool spots in it, but I'm, just, I'm waiting for a, a fresh feud with Seth because it just seems like Seth's feud, it's the same like five people each time for the last like two three years mm-hmm. so i'm just waiting for a new somebody to be written in for him 
And then, because I, cause I feel like, because Seth's one of the best people in the company in wrestling right now, but he needs to have new feuds with new people in order to keep his product fresh, because if you don't keep your product fresh, it's not going to last for a good minute. Who do you who do you want to see him with next? I feel like him and Ricochet would have really good matches. Oh, that'd be um, hard. But then I, I'd also want to see a heel Seth in that situation. Yes, Um, which brings me to... Raw, whenever Braun came back, that was the perfect time to turn him heel, mm-hmm. to turn Seth heel, mm-hmm. and they didn't no. do it. No, oh, that, wasn't, that, w- oh, that wasn't the perfect time. Yeah, Finn versus uh, 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 Finn was definitely about three, four minutes long. Oh, it wasn't. Thank you. It, it, it definitely is. I just looked it up on the network. It's not. <laughs> I also feel like Whatever. if they did a Fiend and Seth feud, that would be really nice, too. It wouldn't. You wouldn't want to see Fiend versus Seth? I would want to see he, Fiend he, versus anybody. He's, he's hangry. We don't need to even. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to be honest. Can we wrap this up? I am hungry. Listen, we're we're about to get into the Where last. Where is catering? Where is catering? <laughs> we're getting into the last segment as we speak. Where is the catering? Om- the Omaha Steaks are on their way. You have to type in the promo Hold code on. last stop where? for 15% off your first order. Now, WWE announced. No, where is catering? Because <laughs> I am hungry. Why do I not have food in front of me? First off, who's running this? Larry's holding up the, bro- the broadcast. Levi. Where, who's running this? Running this. Uh, Levi is currently in you charge know, of catering. Levi's running this. Look, this is the last stop podcast by me. Why don't you have food, beverages, refreshments ready at the desk? For me to enjoy while I'm doing this podcast, this is the type. This is what you do when you invite your guests to your studio. Uh, I don't know about you. Uh, I had book, they had they had buffalo style ranch popcorn for me and a Coca Cola. So, <laughs> so man, man, Arkansas gets food, but I don't. Uh, Fun. I enjoy talking to you, gentlemen. I am going to go get me something to eat. Um. Like I said, you know, follow me on Twitter, uh, depending on who you are. Uh, click here. That's K-L-I-Q-H-E-R-E. Click here. Um, get beat in video games. Uh, fellas, if I beat you, your girl is now mine. Um, you already got all of them. Levi, I will smack the shit out of you. Wait, wait, uh, uh, Larry, before you leave, do you want to bring up the uh, the King of the Ring tournament uh, challenge that you... Oh, yes. Well, I don't know when this is going to get published, but King of the Ring contest going up. Uh, submit your brackets. Whoever wins uh, will get a shirt off WWE Shop, courtesy of one Manny. Um, <laughs> no, it's me that's doing it. Uh but yeah, make sure you submit your brackets before midnight, twelve a.m. Eastern time on Sunday. Uh, this will this will go up. Uh, I want to say I'll put it up. I'll put it up today. It was Saturday being today. All right, so uh, you boys take it easy. Make sure you guys wrap your willy and uh, <laughs> have fun tonight. Wait, did you say uh, what I'm you're giving away? What uh, what they uh, can win? I, I already I said that if you were listening, clean the tits roll out your ear, Manuel. It's oh, uh, actually a before it's a fruit before we jump you, uh, you, you nerd. All right, I'm out of here. All right, all right, Larry. All right, now that we have this uh, that indie mud show bullshit out of here, 
<laughs> so, <laughs> so Seth Rollins versus Brock Lesnar. Was it did it live up to the hype? Or did it no, did Roman nothing, beating Brock last year? Nothing about that pay per view lived up to any amount of hype that it was supposed to have had except for the fiend. Except for the fiend. Yeah. I agree. Even AJ I mean, versus Charlotte Trish was um, better than I thought it was. Oh, Charlotte and Trish was better. We'll get into that. But AJ versus Kofi, if you look at the match that AJ had last year, it's the same exact shit. I mean, not AJ versus Kofi. Uh, Randy versus Kofi was the yeah. same thing that happened with AJ and uh, Samoa Joe last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, it's literally the same finish. But Charlotte oh, versus cool. uh, Charlotte versus Trish did happen. Uh, what do you guys uh, think of that match? It's always nice to see Trish. That's she's yeah. Yeah. still looking like a dime. Still fine. She, uh, she heavily influenced my puberty. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um. With that being said, I sent you guys the uh, the uh, King of the Ring brackets, and since Larry did just announce that uh, he's gonna have that contest. Who are your guys' picks to win win the uh, King of the Ring? Andrade. And, uh, wait Simple. before before we get into that, let's just uh, <laughs> let's let's announce who's uh, who's facing off. <laughs> for for some of the viewers that may not know, because the the bracket was posted today, so the first round goes as it as uh, I will say, uh, Cesaro versus Samoa Joe, Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre. If you don't know. Uh, Cedric Alexander versus Sami Zayn, and The Miz versus Baron Corbin. That is the Raw bracket. Ricochet is winning that bracket. Ricochet uh, and Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I, I don't even know. I, I feel like Drew might beat Ricochet. Think so? Yeah, and then... One, one of them, one of them definitely, I think, winning it all. Yeah, whoever comes out of that one, I think, is the pick to win that all, win it all. Uh, what about you, Levi? Who you got coming out of that one? Coming out of Raw? Yeah, yeah. I would say Ricochet for me as well. Um, But I see Baron Corbin as an underrated person in this tournament. He, does, he, that would be interesting for if Baron does come out of this one. Oh, God. That, that would be interesting. <laughs> a lot of people won't like it, but it would be interesting nonetheless. Just don't know if I can take it. Not start <laughs> taking a Xanax and making two cheeseburgers for every damn raw. <laughs> just to make it through. You got to, yeah. So you got Hunter over here admitting to his Xanax addiction just to watch raw. This is what raw has come down to. I thought we would save my Paul Heyman. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, on the SmackDown side of things, we have... Kevin Owens versus Elias. Ali. Mustafa Ali. I'm not going to call him Ali. Mustafa Ali versus Buddy Murphy. Chad Gable versus Shelton Benjamin. And Apollo Crews versus Andrade. Hold on. They got Chad Gable against Shelton Benjamin? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> that's going to be a good match. That, gonna that's going to be a like banger. Four months ago? They were. They were uh, basically, oh, damn, what was the name of the team that was with? Bulls Christ Tag Team. There we go. Look at that. I didn't I, even I have missed, to get that I, question I out there. I missed that. Dude, I missed him so much. Yeah, Chad Gable and Shelton Benjamin try to bring it back. 
But uh, who do you guys come? In, who do you guys have coming out of the uh, SmackDown side? Owens, Owens or Murphy? Owens or Buddy Murphy? Um, probably, and I would say probably. I don't really know if this also has been getting. Yeah. Owens has been getting more screen time, but they've been doing more shit with Buddy lately. Yeah, and then uh, Levi has Andrade. Why Andrade, Levi? It's time. You think this is how they pulled the trigger oh, with him, King of the Ring? Oh, dude, this is perfect, especially with um, Zelina too. It's perfect. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, oh, I, I do like that. I, I would like that. Um, with me, let me go ahead because I filled out the bracket. I got Ricochet and Andrade in the finals and Ricochet same. winning. I got the same, but I have Andrade winning. Mm-hmm. Now, Man, can you imagine Ricochet versus Kevin Owens? That would be an indie fans that that yeah. If you're a big fan of the outlaw mud show bullshit, that's that's your WrestleMania headliner right there. Right there, that's it. <laughs> now I'm just I'm I'm just joking when it comes to when it comes to saying that. I don't know about that, but the only now look the only reason I picked Ricochet winning is because his nickname has always been King Ricochet. Yeah. So I just put two and two together that way. I don't know, but then I also I had a I had a like vision like that so Raven, and I oh my God. I do see oh, Drew McIntyre coming out and winning this because I could see him with you know like one of those crowns and the and the cape because he already like wears Seamus. like a big ass jacket or whatever. I hope if he wins he, and they give him a crown, I hope he sets it on the ground and he. Destroys that uh, Yeah, I thought that would be it. fire too. Like if they try to crown him king, goes fuck this shit, whoop whoop, yeah. breaks that shit. <laughs> <laughs> top, top rope and hits the elbow drop. Yeah. Don't try it at home. I'm I'm fucking with that. Um, all we need is good friend Paul. That's all we're missing is good friend Paul. <laughs> what um? That's damn. some barbed wire. Ain't that what he calls it? Barbed wire. Barbed wire. <laughs> what is um so Smackdown and Raw happened this week the, to me the major thing that came out of this week uh, was the Buddy Murphy and Roman Reigns match on Smackdown mm-hmm. they put on a burnt like a barnyard burner 100% you want me to tell you what I took away from Raw and Smackdown this week what's up <laughs> Nothing. I took away Jack Dempsey's <laughs> shit. Alright? I watched, what, nine hours, eight hours, eight and a half, nine hours of wrestling over the weekend. You I had two and a half wrestling. of NXT, I believe. And then like 17 for SummerSlam, right? Yep. Uh, <laughs> SummerSlam in total. Damn, it doesn't show how long in total. I think, I think on the network it's like 313. Yeah, three. It's, it's a little bit over three, yep. but uh, that's the match. Just the main card. You had it down two, three hour pre show too. Yep. Yeah, two hour pre show. So, Jerry Law commentary makes it like two extra hours too. <laughs> you watch all of that, which is Saturday <laughs> and Sunday. Yep. And then you see this badass shit, the most amazing shit that you've seen on wrestling forever, in the scene on Sunday. Right. And then. I get it though. I get why they did it, but I'm I'm heartbroken and I'm I'm getting there. 
What so came out? Raw's three hours, huh? Yeah, yeah. Raw. Raw's three hours. Smackdown's two hours, right? Mm-hmm. That's five hours, yeah. right? Yep. I watched five hours on top of another fucking nine hours, <laughs> <laughs> and I only seen the thing once. <laughs> so three so minutes out of the nine. Of, I, I got fed a bunch of bullshit, and the remainder, the fillers. Uh, yeah. Took away Jack Diddley's shit. Sat here in my room, putting off going outside and taking the medicine, like I should have been doing. So I sat here waiting on the Firefly Funhouse. I was waiting on the Fiend to, to, uh, Mandible Claw, son of a bitch, and didn't see not nan one of them. <laughs> not, not even not, a puppet. Yeah, I was about to say, not even a puppet. <laughs> um. That's what I took away. But what, what, we, what did y'all take away? What we did see was a Sasha Banks return. Oh, I forgot about her. And everybody on Twitter was talking about that. Talking about that was the most epic return. How, Sway? <laughs> How? Because she changed. Because she changed wigs. Yeah, she changed care. wigs mid mid uh, <laughs> mid match. Well, not even a match, but mid run. That she has Dennis Rodman syndrome. How can you look me in my face and tell me Sasha Banks' return is tougher than a thing? That just no. If someone I did say that, the they mouth, should probably be you on the concrete. Yeah, they should be uh, punished to the fullest extent of the law. I swear, that should be. I'm not even gonna say. I don't think it's legal on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, yeah. So from Raw. The biggest takeaway was Sasha coming back. Levi, what do you think of that one? Um, it was time. I think that her and Becky could start a good feud again because mm-hmm. it's been a while since it's been a while since they feuded. Yeah. Um, do I think we put the belt on her? Not yet, because they they still want to keep. I think they still want to keep Seth and Becky as the power couple. I forgot about. Them being that, even though they've Did never kissed go, or whatever. Where's your daddy now at Natalia? Oh, it I w- think somebody posted. She said that on on the Twitter machine. Did she say that to Natalia? Oh, I don't know. I didn't see that. But if that yeah, did happen, yeah. that's messed up. But but Manny. I they're trying to work. You know, Manny, here you, you're the host of this Outlaw Mud Show podcast. Bullshit. <laughs> here you go, getting all quiet again. Wait, what do you mean? You guys can't hear me? Hello? Hello? Oh, okay. If you close the show, you need to let us know. No, no, no. We're we're almost almost done with this one. Um to take it away, what was what was your guys' highlights of the uh of the weekend or the week I mean, that was I, professional I wrestling? Too, but I do know Stephen P. New. <laughs> <laughs> Levi, what do you what do you get from this weekend? Um, or week, not even. Adam Cole is still over. The Fiend is going to be the best thing in the company for the next six months, at least. And then Andrade's about to. Oh, I said that's why I said at least. <laughs> and then Andrade's about to rule the company. So, yeah. I hope you're right. I hope you're right. What about you, uh, Hunter? I think the Fiend gets all the titles, even the women. <laughs> um. I think we get 
three-hour pay-per-view of nothing but the fiend. Don't care if he's just sitting there doing a rocking motion like Mankind in '96 on an episode of Monday Night Raw, <laughs> waiting on the Undertaker. Uh, no, I'm just playing. But yeah, I see them doing big things with him. He's he's definitely about to make a <clears throat> make him a killing. Hmm. I don't I don't think that I don't think the company thinks that it would be I as over as it is. The the fiend. Yeah. Like they like I just feel like. They knew Bray is a big part of the company, but it just seems like they didn't think that he would be this over, and he's just he just fucking skyrocketed, yeah. skyrocketed. Yeah, they hopefully they seen the uh, the reaction that he got from the fans on social media and in person, yeah, and, I've seen and an they, they grow they, from that. They said Vince McMahon was really behind the gimmick and was putting a lot of money into it. But uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. But uh, until then, this has been another edition of the Last Stop. Uh, don't, don't forget to uh, to to submit your 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 brackets to to Larry at clicks here K L I Q H E R E. Um, don't forget to subscribe to the WWEPC channel. And Cornell, and uh, make sure you follow Cornell on Twitter. If you find Cornell, you find him. I don't think he said his social media, so I'm not gonna say it. But yeah, you can find him. Then um, don't go to OmahaStakes.com. Type it in the last stop as a promo code. <laughs> those, are, those was bullshit ads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you if you try to type in the last stop on Omaha or. Uh, yeah, Omaha Steaks, you're not getting that shit. You're going to have to pay full price. But tell them to hit me up. I'll get you that discount code if they pay yeah, up. Great ad placements. Yep. Got them on lot. And um, we have, oh, Levi. Let them know where they could follow you. So, at Levi underscore Murray, 326, on Twitter and Insta. Um. Uh, yeah, I just post random ass shit a lot of the time. So if you like a fan of random ass shit and basically sports and music, just hit my line. And he cries about his girlfriend every time. Okay, no, no, I don't. I don't got a girlfriend. I'm, I'm single. <laughs> hit him up, yeah. ladies. He's yeah, gonna. Yeah, he's, he's soon to have all of the juice if he doesn't have it already. Pause. I, I, don't, I don't got no juice. Larry got all the juice. That's facts. And then uh, we have Hunter. Hunter, where can oh, uh, people follow man. you? And you and just know, so you 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 have to mentally prepare um, that Hunter types in all caps at all times. <laughs> so before you do that, Hunter, where can they uh, follow you? At fuck Hunter, but uh, I don't even know how I got this shit spelled. I think it's F V K K. H-U-N-T-E-R. And that's the same shit on Instagram, too. I don't really fuck with the Instagram. That's it. That's the at. What I just said 10 seconds ago, that's it. That one. Just look. Double check. That's it. Thumbs up. There you go. And you can follow always me. you can always follow me at Silk Durag. Um, but yeah, follow me at Silk Durag. Subscribe to The Last Stop. Follow all those people. Subscribe to all those people. 
at the beginning of this episode, there's like six niggas here and two, well, no, well, three niggas here and two white people. And you know, well, now, the, you told us you we, that word. We weren't going to say that word. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you, you're not wrong. Uh, but yeah, uh, make sure. Make sure you follow everybody. Check out The Last Stop. Check out the WWE PC. This has been another episode of The Last Stop. I felt like I said that already. But enjoy. Have a good one. Ladies and gentlemen, this is The Last Stop on